Somebody once told me the world's gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. She was looking down with a finger and thumb in the shape of a nail on her head. When those years stop coming and they don't stop coming, head to the rules and I hit the ground running. It didn't make sense to live for fun. When your brain gets smart, but your head gets dumb. When there's so much to do, there's so much to see. So what's wrong with taking the back streets? You never know if you don't go. You never shine if you don't glow. Hey, now you're an all-star. Get your game on. Hello, and welcome to the Arts and Culture segment of The Gateway Presents. You've been listening to Kevin Gonring's cover of All Star by Smash Mouth, which was just featured in Shrek Retold, a fan remake of Academy Award-winning animated film Shrek, with contributions from over 200 artists. I'm joined over the phone by Kevin Gonring, Eric Nitschke, and Grant Dufferin of 3GI Industries, who are the minds behind Shrek Fest, an annual celebration of love and life in Wisconsin, and, of course, Shrek Retold itself. Hi, I'm Kevin Gonring. I'm from 3GI. I did All Star and Shrek Retold. Hi, uh, I'm Eric Nitschke from the comedy goof troupe 3GI. I was a producer and voice actor and actor and puppeteer on the film. Better believe it. Hi, this is Grant Dufferin. I am from 3GI, and I helped put together this little collaboration project called Shrek Retold, now on YouTube. Kevin, Eric, Grant, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having us, Jonah. Yeah, Excellent. When Shrek Retold first hit, it got lots of views and it's become very successful. What was your reaction when it was finally done and released and you could sit back and watch people react to it? That was, it was really so on the YouTube feature they have like a premiere, so you got to see like a live chat. That was awesome. Yeah. So we had like there's something like sixteen thousand people watching when it premiered live yeah. um, on the 29th, and that was just wild to watch all the comments flying by and see how many people were uh, actually checking it out and some some popular YouTubers as well uh, popping into the chat and tweeting about it. That was really exciting. So, what is your favorite part, each of you, of Shrek Retold? 
Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I need well, these teachers. Me and your favorite part, just you know, what part do I like the most? Is part where um, it's when Shrek crashes into Fiona's bedroom, and they reenacted it live action with a guy flying through cardboard onto a bed. I love that. And end of story. I love that one. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to throw it out to uh, J.C. Catlin, the guy who did the uh, review at the end. Uh, he's one of our favorite comedians, mm. another Wisconsin comedian. Just an absolute legend, one of the funniest people in the entire world. And uh, when he sent us his section, we had no idea uh, what to expect and if it was going to be a recreation of the scene or not. And he sent us that, and it would just had us roll away. So, awesome. Yeah. Um, a part that I really like, is the only original original scene in the movie that doesn't have a counterpart in the actual movie. But the there's like a when after Donkey and Shrek are stargazing and talking about constellations, it goes into a little music video. And that was done because there was a gap in time because Bart and Chris shout to you guys, I love your part. But you did your part really fast. <laughs> but it was funny because that you had like the most dialogue heavy scene, so you did the dialogue like super fast. But then there was like a gap of like a two two and a half minutes where uh, we, that needed to be filled because I wanted the whole thing to be timed exactly with the movie. Cool. So this musician, Alan, uh, sorry, Raymond Allen, reached out to Action Jelly, Action Jelly, to find him on SoundCloud. That, um, but he sent me this awesome song called Shed. And the lyric, it's about a breakup, but the lyrics could be about Shrek and Donkey. Like the chorus is, I can't find a way out without you. And it's mm. like, it just, it's such an emotional song. It's like a call for help. And then these three animators, um, I'm trying to remember the name, Frederick, Columbo, and Tweedy. Sorry if I screwed up your name. Um, there's like 400 other people I'm talking to. Um, but really great combination of animators with this music. So I just... I think I like it because it's like we we snuck in something original in there, and yeah. I don't think a lot of people notice that. So, what is it about Shrek specifically that like gets you guys excited? Why do you love Shrek so much, and why do you think uh, Shrek has become part of the zeitgeist? All right, well, that's a complicated question. Let's just say For why sure. do we like? Why why are we why do we have this fascination over Shrek? This is you know we get this question so many times. For sure, I I never know how to answer it. I think we all have different answers. Um, so let's, let, I, I want to, let me hear what these two guys have to say first. Kevin, you, why, why Shrek? Why do you do the Shrek stuff? Well, I think it's, uh, it, it's so invasive in the sense that, like, everyone in at least American culture knows about Shrek, the first Shrek movie. It's such a huge thing. And, uh, I think what it did was parody uh, fairy tale and specifically like Disney movies, which were like the biggest kind of uh, movies at the time, at least as far as kids' movies went. And I think for that to kind of come out, it was like uh, a new generation version of like Airplane and Naked Gun and these like huge like parody hits that were like big culturally, but it just blew up because it had like this internet wave to kind of like ride out on for people to digest every single line and every scene and every song on the soundtrack and sort of pump it out through their own viewpoint, you know? Mm -hmm. I think like why 
Trek for me personally is I think it's a genuinely a really nice story despite all the goofs and farts. Like I think it's a story about accepting people for their differences, like pulling people in who are exiled in the case of the fairy tale creatures, having a party with them, uh, loving yourself. It has like a lot of genuinely good messages that uh, you, you want to see in like any great movie, I think. Yeah, no, I, I would say, yeah, it's it's two it's kind of two things for me why it stood the test of time. One, the protagonist, Shrek, he's an unconventional protagonist. He's not that well, he's cute, but you know, not in a conventional way. And he's one of those truly relatable characters because a lot of times in movies characters have these fake flaws or they're like a flaw that's really like a strength of kind of things like that. Shrek does have flaws and he acknowledges them in a mature way, eventually by the end. It's uh, a little sophisticated type of hero for kids to enjoy wanting to be like in ways. And also the relationship between him and Donkey is classic. Um, good example of, you know, two characters that could never work on their own. Completely like a perfect team. Yeah. Um, and I guess with the question, I'd like to go beyond why you know, beyond do we like Shrek and why? Yes, why? Yes, I like Shrek. Why? It's a good movie. But why do all this Shrek stuff? I think because there's just a demand for it. Mm. Like, when we first started hosting Shrek Fest, we didn't create the concept of Shrek Fest. We only responded to a demand for something that did not exist. Kind of cornered the market on that. <laughs> now we host Shrek Fest. <laughs> Right. And now, what, why did we make Shrek Retold? Because I think we wanted to make a feature-length movie. How do you make a feature-length movie with very limited budget and time? You reach out to people for help. How do you get them on board? It's that you have to pitch a great story to them. We pitched a very great story. We didn't create it. It's the story of Shrek. It was so easy for people to get behind that. It's just so easy for people to get behind Shrek because we're all familiar with it. It's, it's, you know, now we're the age where it's part of everyone's childhood. So, it, and I said this before, but as an artist, it's very hard to have people care about what you create. You put it in a Shrek, uh, Shrek-shaped box, and now everybody cares about it. Um, and I think you see a lot of... Um, Artists do that throughout time. I think let me point out like Andy Warhol painting the Campbell cans, or rather substring that, and then like the Marilyn Manson, uh, sorry, not Marilyn Manson, the other <laughs> one. Yeah, <laughs> but just, you know, it's, uh, it's, we're responding to a demand that was born from the internet. So what does the success of Shrek Retold mean for the future of media? Um, and you see a lot in sort of defunding of public schools in, in America. They're, they're cutting arts programs first. Just in general, people are becoming way less creative. People don't tend to just create things for fun. Like, they, there has to be a reason for doing it. And I think, like, genuinely, like you were saying, there was a demand for this. But, like, it, it, we take a lot of pleasure in, in doing this. And I think a lot of people do have a lot of fun uh, creating their work. And, and sometimes it can be overwhelming in terms of the scope, 
like, oh, I'm good at drawing, but I, I could never imagine uh, doing voice or music. But, like, I think this project is uh, an example that, like, it, it just, you just need to reach out. You just need someone, like, grand. Like, reach out, collaborate with people, find other people whose style you dig online, and work with them and make stuff for the sake of uh, making it. Yeah. yeah, just to, to go with that, I mean, it's not only the Internet is a proliferation of a way to communicate, a way to group up people that are completely disparate from different sides of the country or even different countries, but also a proliferation of tools. I mean, right now, on a regular personal computer, you can create high-quality animation without any real equipment. And to think, like, you know, up until, you know, not long ago, if you wanted to animate something, you needed hundreds of pieces of paper, you needed a bunch of different types of pens, and you needed some way to make backgrounds. Now, with computers and with certain programs used for animation, it, it just has become incredibly easy to, to do quality work just by yourself and create an amazing animation. Um, I don't know. I'll answer my own question. Why was it, how did you get people on board? Well, I think there's so many talented artists online that want to do fun stuff, but it's hard to do stuff that's fun because the stuff that people pay you to do is dumb. They're trying to sell a product. <laughs> They're not doing what they do because of art. They're doing it because of product, and that's dumb. But that's what people are going to pay you for. So how do you get people on board with the project? You promise them fun and that they will be able to be what they want to be, an artist. What an incredible feeling. And anybody can do this. Anybody can just go create art for the sake of art. But sometimes you need people to remind you, to help you set deadlines for yourself. Do it. Create art this weekend. Why not? So all these different animators and filmmakers were so loving this project because they had a reason, and you don't need a reason to create art, but somebody gave them a reason to just do what they want to do and create art because it's fun and for no other reason. All right. Now that you've seen Shrek Retold have such success, what plans do you have for the future? That's a good question. I think are you, I think you're covertly asking, are you going to do another remake? <laughs> That's absolutely what I'm asking. You got me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. My... Uh, I feel like, okay, no, we did, we did that. Like, we already did, we already did Shrek. What other movies yeah. we possibly remake? But, who knows? I think we've, uh, like, what we've, we gushed on about Shrek, I think that the reason why we could talk so long about it is the reason why it's so hard to do another one, because every scene is so memorable. I think what we, something that does interest us is doing something in this format again, that uh, collaborating with a lot of different people, switching animation styles, switching filmmaking style constantly and doing that for like original material or something like that yeah and in terms of like our general plans for the future our group has always been a youtube staple i'll say we're going to continue to do stuff like that we have different series that we do you know just for youtube even though they are kind of cinematic in their own way right. um so we're gonna we're gonna keep doing things like that uh as well as working on just pushing the boundaries, finding what's the next big project, what's the next project of this level that we can, you know, take a shot at. Cool. Who knows what it'll be. Excellent. Uh, well, I'll end us off there then. You guys, thanks so much for popping in for a bit. Jonah, it is great meeting you. Thanks for the article. It was yeah. really it was one of my favorites to read. Um, 
Fantastic. He's a real cute boy if I was there, I'd kiss you on the lips. <laughs> <laughs> if only you could over the airwaves. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> That was Kevin Gonring, Eric Nitschke, and Grant Dufferin of 3GI Industries discussing Shrek Retold. We're going to end this segment of The Gateway Presents with Hot Dad's cover of I'm a Believer, which was featured at the end of the fan-made Shrek remake. Let's go! See you. 